Sometimes you just need your girls. Sometimes you need the world. A lot of times no one cares. Trusting my intuition to take me there. Love the world. Love my girls. Being me is nothing new. Not gonna compromise, not even for a few. Oh, I get it. Never will forget it. Unapologetic. Welcome to Unapologetic. School just started back, and this class is in session. This is Social Sensitivity 101. And although this class was made by a millennial, this class is strictly for the old heads. Those who call us ignorant or fuckboys. Those who assume that because we're younger, we have no idea about history and how important it is to the present. In this class, we're going to be examining the history of communication and how some inventions have aided an explosion of social media and its influence, particularly in the hip-hop community. This is a hybrid class, though, so that means there's a lot to cover in a little less amount of time. So get your pens, your pencils, your notebooks out, and let's get to work. Hip-hop is one of the most powerful creative art forms we have, with the internet being its biggest asset. Their power lies in their ability to shapeshift, constantly changing and adjusting to the times. Now, we all know that anything that possesses power or greatness is usually not free of flaws and even tends to have more, which brings us to the kryptonite to hip-hop and the internet's quicksand, social sensitivity. Now let's define the social element of the term social sensitivity. The first social media invention was created in 1792. The telegraph, you know, us young motherfuckers know that as the do 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 do, you know, that. Uh, <laughs> these messages were short and fast, but shit, that's all they had back in the day, so they rocked with it. Fast forward about 100 years later for the birth of the telephone in 1890 and the radio in 1891 two critical players in the evolution and distribution of information, especially because 140 years later, boom, the first computer was introduced by J. Presper Eckert. Much different from the abacus machines that preceded this invention, this ultimate fatback-ass computer weighed almost 100,000 pounds and took up 18,000 square feet, so you know it wasn't a whole lot of those made. And if you did how you wanted them bitches, you'd spent the rack on that motherfucker. <laughs> the earliest form of the internet was developed in the 1960s by CompuServe, whose parent organization is AOL. I know all my millennials remember that. After these major machines were produced and manufactured, home computers became the latest trend, and instant messaging went on to become the most popular form of communication. Six Degrees, a site named after the Six Degrees of Separation concept, was the first social media website. Without its in introduction, blogs would have never been able to exist. Personal blogging websites, like MySpace and Tumblr, followed soon after and shaped how we learned things about each other, like our hobbies and interests. Whew. Now that we finished the history lesson section of this shit, let's move on to the music. Hip-hop is one of the world's most popular social interests and genre of music, contrary to unpopular belief. Some say it's been able to stand the turns of time due to its extremely profitable return. I say it's because everywhere in the world has their own unique version of hip-hop. 
Don't believe me? Bet. Let's take a trip in the time machine real quick. The 70s. A era I nicknamed Drugs and Thugs. These niggas was wildin'. From graffiti to warehouse parties to breakdance to convictions, New York was definitely in full reign during this time. They continued their reign well through the 80s until about 1987 when Easy e found a perfect use for all his drug money and Uncle Luke made the first wave and shake that ass for New York still kept their crown though and one of my favorite female MCs, MC Light, blessed the scene and held it down for the ladies. The 90s brought a new sound, an era I like to call Jump Around, thanks to Criss Cross and the fun, fanatic energy that was brought to the game by people like Will Smith, Digital Underground, Biz Marquee, and unfortunately, Vanilla Ice's Weekend. The foundation was still the same. Grade A bars, new and innovative beats and scratching, but with the West Coast thumping through, some New York rappers started to fall back into the shadows. Definitely not Biggie, Nas, or Charles Atlanta began to make their way through in 1994 with Outkast as the front And Chicago's very own The Brat Tat Tat drops her album Funk Divine and goes down in history as the first female to have a platinum selling out. Shout out to you, The Brat. We don't show you enough love. You've been holding it down for a long time. Shout out to you. The game was definitely starting to heat up and all sides of the map were covered. But certain commercialized music and artists saw more opportunity rather than the gritty street rappers that we were already accustomed to. Fast forward light years away to the new millennium. The 2000s brought forth all things fresh and new. With Missy Elliott rapping very hard for the ladies, Jay-Z, 50 Cent, and the Diplomats keeping the spotlight on the East Coast. Kanye, Common, and Eminem holding down for the Midwest. 3-6 Mafia, UGK, and the Hot Boys featuring Lil Wayne stumping in for Down South. And E-40, Snoop, and Too Short keeping us hyphy from the West Coast. The game was heating up. And every gangsta nigga in the game had his shit caught. While the more intellectual rappers had their notepads and pins out. Ready to hit the award shows, show us how much money they spending on MTV Cribs, and continuing to beat the shit out of one another, the need for rapid or fan interaction began to grow. Specific marketing techniques were introduced that led everyone back to the internet, where a simple click could put you in the same room as your favorite rapper, and calling 281-330-8004 might get you a response from Mike Jones. Clearly, I was not so lucky, but that's okay. I let that hurt go. It also began became a place where people began to not only express their love and passion for people, places, and things, but their hate and disgust for motherfuckers as well. Which brings us back to the original time, right? Social sensitivity, which still kind of sort of hasn't been defined. I mean, I'm pretty sure y'all kept up with the social aspect of the term, but I'm probably still losing you on the sensitivity part, so let me get that together. With the birth of all these entertainers and new technologies, fame seemed more feasible than getting a job in your field right after college. And with the price tag only being however much your mama AT&T bill was, the internet became everyone's diary. It gave people the opportunity to vent about how much their lives sucked and connect with other people whose lives were just as shitty. It also made it easier for rappers to stunt in front 
and badmouth the motherfucker down the street that never believed in them when they was a kid or our favorite new artists. From small towns to the other side of the globe, the link up was real and still is in fact. Social media is more lit than ever. And not even just at a famous person expense. People get on the internet to expose each other, make sad ass crime videos, and stalk their favorite artists just to be able to gain viral attention. Thanks to not only these rappers, DJs, dancers, businessmen, and women, social media is the number one contender in making people fuck with you and your products. I guess we could thank the big businesses for that too. So yeah. Doesn't matter if they were already established in the game or created their large following all from their mama's basements. If you ain't popping on the internet, you ain't popping at all. The internet allows everything to be distributed so fast. People are infatuated with instant news, especially bad news. And digestion isn't really a factor. Meaning, motherfuckers don't care if they punch a bunch of lies or a bunch of fuck you bitches under a famous person's post. Going viral is more important. I personally was never concerned with that shit. I knew I was gonna blow the legit way, not the hater way. And I definitely didn't want to end up like some of our legends who are currently wasting all they hot ass breath and money being mad at younger motherfuckers for trying to feed their family the same way they were. Like for real, let's take a moment to really think about how hard some of the most legendary rappers from the new millennium have been capping as of lately. For starters, motherfuckers literally came up with mumble rap damn near just to discredit the new rappers. Like the old school ain't have a few bad seeds in the bunch. Cut it the fuck out. You ain't gotta like Lil Uzi. You ain't gotta like Young Thug or Future. But getting on the internet, radio, clowning the young person for just trying to get their hustle on is some pure crybaby shit. Blaming lack of understanding or connection does not overshadow one's talent. Then, after y'all finish dragging people and throwing shade, y'all wanna cry about cyberbullying. Now, I done sat back for a while, and as a kid of the new millennium, them anti-bullying campaigns was real. Like, you couldn't get away from that shit. You had to, if you trip somebody on accident, say sorry to their ass. Like, the world, it, shit got too crazy. Shit got too crazy. But then, they put some of the most pettiest rappers and media personalities at the forefront of these campaigns, which never made sense to me. You can't talk your shit and not be able to back it up. Why should the world sensitize itself because your skin ain't thinking of? I know or hopefully everybody's OG taught them that sticks and stones shit, but it's clear to me that y'all done rolled that shit up in the fattest backwood and smoked it. Nobody's perfect, and I'm definitely not an advocate for hate crimes or legit bullying. And I can totally understand how hard it would be to be a celebrity. But some of you motherfuckers just mad. You unbothered bother bitches and niggas are probably the worst. It's okay to have conflicting views with someone. It's okay for new rappers to get their motherfucking shine on. But it's not okay for you overgrown, still living in your mama house, can't keep a job, welfare and government abusing ass, always draped in stolen designer ass goofies, 
to be accusing people of bullying y'all or even hating on y'all. Just because somebody say some shit to you online don't mean they hating. Maybe they just hate that same pencil skirt your ass keep wearing. Did you ever stop to think that maybe you were the problem? Social media is what you make it. You post your life on that motherfucker, expect comments about your life. You put your art out into the universe, expect comments about your art. And you know what? Listen. I mean, not to all of it, obviously. But sometimes, you ain't shit. And it takes for an outside source to shift your view and humble your goofy ass. This shit is a free form of expression. If you can't take the heat, stay your crybaby ass out the kitchen. Especially for you rapping ass entertainers. Like, this is the most criticized occupation you could have chose. If you can't take criticism about your work, then you really shouldn't be doing this. Like, you should be doing it for the love and the passion and all that too, but don't you want to be better? get you motherfuckers like take them tears save them for your pillow because the internet is not the place for them and as the professor of this course i will be evaluating you motherfuckers not with hate mail but with valid and justified commentaries that will probably make motherfuckers laugh you mad at something i said block me you hate my cute ass pictures unfriend me but don't start none won't be none Y'all know I'm confrontational than a motherfucker, and I love to argue. But I'm an artist, and I'm not sensitive about my shit. So try me if you want to, but I bet you won't catch me on no social sensitivity. This is episode two. Be on the lookout for episode three, coming very soon, October 7th. Same time, same place. I am your host, Juicy J, and you already know what the fuck going on.